Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Heather Steele and Lou Huff. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Let's jump straight in. What has everybody been watching, listening to? I feel like there'll be some good new recommendations. Heather? So, yeah, I watched quite a few things since I was last on the podcast because, I don't know, in Brighton, the weather's actually been quite miserable, which is really depressing. So I've been indoors mm. more. But I watched, I don't know if anyone else has seen it, Mrs. America, which came on the BBC a couple of weeks ago. So it's got Kate Blanchett in and it's got Rose Byrne in as well. And it's set in the 70s when the ERA was proposed to come into American politics. So that's the Equal Rights Act. And it's basically about the women's movement and feminists versus the sort of staunch Republicans who didn't want this act to come into fruition. And it, it actually never has. There's still three states in the America who have just never voted for this amendment to come on. So yeah, women still aren't equal to men in terms of discrimination in the states. But it sounds really serious, but it's really entertaining and interesting because it basically looks at the two sides of this argument and how they all kind of have their own infighting as well. And it's like about Gloria Steinem, who Rose Byrne plays, and she's plays her amazingly. Kate Blanchett's obviously amazing anyway. It's got a really good soundtrack. The fashion's really cool and colourful. And yeah, I don't know. It's really worth a watch. I learnt loads. I didn't really know anything about it, to be honest. I've watched two of them, Heather. And last time we were on the podcast, I was talking about the Hillary documentary. And I can't... They work so well in tandem. Like, they're so... They're obviously about... You know, the beginning of the Hillary documentary is set in that exact time period in, like, the late 60s. Yeah, 60s and 70s. I think it spans sort of 10 years. Exactly. And that's kind of when Hillary Clinton was like on her rise and together they're like such a kind of beautiful storytelling about that period um, when, and I agree with you it's such a good supporting cast as well isn't it John good, Slattery yeah. like it's got so many brilliant people in it Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. yeah when I did start watching it I thought about what you'd said in the podcast about Hillary Rodham yeah yes yeah, that's yeah they work well together they um, really do yes are you enjoying it uh, yeah I am yeah. I am I thought it was really good. So all, all the things you said I thought in particular the soundtrack is so brilliant if you're a listener and you are yeah you are around in that generation or if you've got parents who are around of that generation I messaged my parents straight away like you guys will find this so nostalgic like yeah. I, you can feel the nostalgia in it even if you weren't alive at that time yeah. so I've been watching that well I watched all of that actually because I think it's on like Wednesday nights but it's all on iPlayer so I've watched mm. all of that which was really good and then I also finished I May Destroy You because that finished last week and again I know I've talked about it but if people haven't seen it you really need to watch it because it's amazing I feel awful that I haven't watched it you need to You'll love it, I Charlotte. Watched, I kind of caught a little bit of it, but I was kind of like halfway through one episode and it was really interesting, but I think I just wasn't kind of fully there. I need to kind of go back yeah, to Yeah, you need to start really from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The, the last two episodes were just like, oh my God. Like, 
amazing telly. So mm. definitely give that a go. And then we started watching uh, The Plot Against America. How was it? I'm finding it really interesting. So it's based on a 2004 Philip Roth novel. And so it's all before the whole sort of Trump thing ever happened. But it's set in the 1940s and it's sort of an alternate world where during World War Two, a fascist is kind of voted in as president and it shows you know obviously everything that happened with Jews in Germany kind of actually starting to happen in America because it sort of centers on a working class Jewish family in New Jersey and you kind of get to see all the hatred and horrible stuff that happens to them if America might have gone the other way and not wanted to join the war so it sounds really serious, and it is serious, but it's also just very, very good. It's got Winona Ryder in, and it's got Zoe Kazan in, and it's also got Anthony Boyle, who was in Derry Girls, if anyone watched that, with a New Jersey accent, which is quite interesting. <laughs> but no, honestly, Charlotte, give it a go, because it, it's it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it um, sounds really interesting. Entertaining as well. It's not just, like, mega serious, but it's a six-parter as well. So, and that's on yeah. Sky, right? That's, yeah, on Sky or Now TV. Thanks. Very good recommendation, <laughs> Lou, what about you? So nothing new, but we last week binge watched Big Little Lies season two, and mm. I feel like you guys weren't keen on it. I thought it was significantly opinion. worse than one. I'm really, really enjoying it. I think Meryl Streep is the absolute star of the show. Yeah, of yeah she is. is amazing in it. Really, really enjoying that. And another old one, which I'm very late to the party on, is A Star Is Born. We finally watched that. Um, you hadn't seen it. No, hadn't seen it. It was one of those ones that I felt like I heard, because the song came out, I felt like I'd almost watched it, everyone was talking yeah. about it, and I think I just needed to give it some time before I could watch it and kind of form my own opinion of it. And it's heavy. It's really it's heavy. It's so miserable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So good. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was maybe as incredible as everyone made out to be. I think Lady Gaga's brilliant, as is Bradley Cooper. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's the kind of film I wouldn't like rush to watch again because I kind of know what's coming and I don't really want to put myself through that again. Totally agree. I also like, and maybe I said this at the time it came out, and this I feel like anyone who has any like acting background is going to be like, no, you're so wrong. But I feel like it's not that hard to act like a really like drunk, distraught, messy person. I think Lady Gaga's <laughs> incredible in it, but Bradley Cooper just act, is just this like, you know, like I'm just so miserable, I'm so sad. Like, I don't think that's amazing acting as far as I'm concerned. Don't get me wrong, I yeah. think he's an incredible actor, but I don't think that's so difficult to play just somebody who's really miserable. I don't remember watching it and thinking it was badly acted though. Not at all, but isn't I just think that, that is it worth that much credit? It's, because yeah, is it not just yeah. a lot of like moping I around? I think it's more, and again, this might not have been acting, but it's the, the chemistry yeah, between ridiculous. them is unreal. Um, yeah. Like you almost felt a little bit awkward watching it because I felt like I was interrupting something, you know? Yeah. And like I, I at think the Oscars when they sang together, that was mega oh awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the first half, from what I remember, the first half of that film, you were like, God, this is incredible. And yeah. then it's the second half that you're like, oh my God. It's and so I, I, I didn't actually know what was going to happen. But no, I, I didn't either. 100% had an idea that it was kind of going in that direction yeah. so oh I didn't um, we don't we don't want to give a spoiler but there's a miserable yeah. twist I didn't know either when I watched it but no. I just could just I think from about halfway through there's just ho- this like horrible sense of foreboding mm-hmm. and like just mm-hmm. you can just tell something is just uh, gonna happen it was also the fourth version so for a lot of people who were going to see it that they, they obviously made it with the idea that people would know how it ends like that was a surprise for, obviously to our generation but mm. for those before they would probably know how it was going to end so yeah. I guess it was about the storytelling up to that point more yeah. than like the thing 
acting itself. And I would say that is not that it's a rom-com, but for a lot of romantic films, that is often you generally know what the storyline is going to be. It's about how they get there that is the interesting mm. bit mm-hmm. and the sort of the character building, I guess, that goes through that process. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd agree. Tor, what have you been watching or listening to? Oh my to? gosh, I just honestly, in the last four months, I say this every podcast, I have struggled so much with TV in lockdown. I don't know why, I just can't, I can't be bothered to get into anything. So I'm afraid my recommendations are things you've already all spoken about. Um, Charlotte, I finally watched Eurovision. Yeah, what did you think? It was so awful. I know, but good awful, right? <laughs> no, like awful, awful. No, it's so fun. We watched it on Friday night, and actually it was a perfect Friday night film. I didn't want to good watch anything heavy, and like, it's just, it's so silly. I admit it was a fun Friday night watch. It was a fun, it was just so random. I, I couldn't really understand the whole Will Ferrell thing. I was like, Where, what, what is this? I love Will Ferrell. I just, I, I couldn't put them so together. Funny. Anyway, it was really fun. Uh, and I've also watched Frozen 2 at least three times. I caught a bit of Frozen 2 the other day. What did you think? I mean, I'm the biggest Frozen fan in the entire world. For me, Elsa is like beauty goals. I want to be Elsa. <laughs> Her hair is the most amazing colour. I just, I'm obsessed. I thought it was good. If I'm honest, I found the story a bit confusing and I'm 31. So if I was like six, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know how I'd get on with that, but... It's good. Do you, how do you think it compares to the first one? I mean, it's always going to be a, a bit like Mamma Mia. It's, there's always going to be a two. But I thought it was good. I think that they've kept the theme of the music. I think the songs are really, really good. I think Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1. 100% I think, agree. I think lots of people think that because it's true. I, actually, I think that's the only time where a sequel is, is better to the first yeah. one. Yeah, racking my brains for other sequels, yeah. It probably is the only one. The worst sequel in the history of sequels <laughs> is Grease 2. Oh, yeah. Two, I've never seen Grease 2. It's like, what you is what? Grease don't, 2? Don't mention that to Georgie. Because Georgie loves it. Obsessed. Mm. Oh, God. Is that her favourite film ever? Mm. Yeah. Actually, Home Alone 2 is better than the first one. My favourite's Home Alone 3, but that's really controversial. <laughs> I've got a podcast to recommend. It is called The Thing About Pam, and it is an offshoot of Dateline. And Dateline, for those who don't know, Dateline NBC is... I guess it's the equivalent of Panorama in the States, but it focuses on true crime stories and they're kind of solving true crimes. It's not really like Panorama, but you know what I mean? It's like a very kind of regular staple show out there. And they, as a TV show, became somewhat embroiled with one of the mysteries that they were solving or one of the crimes that they were documenting. And so they have subsequently made a podcast that explains A, the crime and B, how Dateline and the kind of producing cast of Dateline ended up being implicated. So it is about a man called Russ Faria, who in 2011 came home and found his wife Betsy dead in their house. And he's immediately arrested and charged for her murder. It's no spoiler to say that, like, it's pretty clear from, like, day one that it wasn't him. And additionally, the podcast is called The Thing About Pam. And again, in the first episode, this mysterious friend, Pam, a friend of the dead woman, kind of comes into the picture. So obviously, you know that it's going to be a bit more about Pam and a bit less about her husband. And so, yeah, it's about this crazy woman, this lady Pamela Hep, and her relationship with the woman who was found murdered, Betsy Faria. And as I say, I won't give any spoilers away, but it's about how when Dateline began reporting this story, they began to become implicated within the story itself. And this is due to Pamela Hupp being really crazy and drawing outsiders into this crazy murder story so it's so good it's six parts because it's produced obviously by NBC it's a really like well-produced kind of efficient journalistic podcast it's told really really well with kind of good 
dramatic emphasis, but nothing too kind of over the top and Americanized. I think it was just brilliant. Uh, oh, that sounds by, great. Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh. Narrated by Keith Morrison, who's one of their uh, correspondents. And yeah, just six parts. And um, it looked when I opened my podcast up this morning to kind of refresh my memory about it, it looked like there's now another season about something else. So hopefully this is the, this is their first podcast, but I think it's the beginning of them kind of delving a bit further into some of their true crime stories over the medium of podcasts. We're going to have a bit of food chat today. Uh, we wrote a feature on the expert approved ways to eat on a healthy budget. And I don't know about you guys, I loved these tips so much. We spoke to various nutritionists and chefs to get their tips on uh, being a bit more economic when it comes to cooking and filling your fridge. So does everybody have a favourite tip from this feature? I know I do. Tor, what was yours? I have quite a few. Um, I think if I could choose one... It would be to do with anything in the freezer. I am such a freezer fan. Um, and if you open my freezer, you will find the weirdest things in there. Like <laughs> even at the odd slice of bread, I just stir in there if it's going to go off. Because it means you have healthy food on hand all the time. Mm-hmm. I freeze chilies, all sorts of random things. Do you buy frozen food or do you freeze your own fresh food? I'd say 50-50. I am a big fan of frozen food. Although apart from frozen veg, I'm not very adventurous. I don't, you know, that. what's that brand? Um, Strong Roots. Lou, do you like strong roots? Do you get no? Do you know what I? I keep thinking that I need to try. I used to be a bit of a snob about frozen veg. Um, I just always thought that fresh always meant it better. But from reading this and, you know, recently I'm fully aware that that is not the case. In this feature at all, I thought it was fascinating. It said, research has shown that while peas stored at room temperature lose 60% of the vitamin C after seven days, when frozen, they only lose 10% after 12 months. Yeah. And all your nutritionists said that they really do hold their nutritional value, even if they're frozen. You know, poor frozen food has had a real bad rap, but it's so, mm. also just so cheap and so, so, so good mm. for you. So also frozen peas are so versatile. You can put them in anything. Yeah. Yeah. Lend, yeah. lend them yeah, anything they're kind um, of a staple I would always always have and also with frozen veggies often so much less expensive yeah than like blueberries for example if you buy a little pint of blueberries it's what so it's about three four pounds mm-hmm. you can buy a big bag of frozen for two pounds and it's probably got five times the amount in there so we always have frozen fruit in the freezer mm. yeah. what do you do with your frozen fruit do you defrost them or you eat them frozen no so I, I literally just have them in a little bowl especially when it's been really hot mm-hmm. it's almost just like a little like, I don't know a freezer snack so I don't eat them quite quickly also frozen grapes has been a, a recent discovery oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Love a frozen so grape. yeah put them in the freezer and then yeah the, the speed at which I eat them is significantly reduced <laughs> it's um, so true yeah. you spend four quid on a punnet of blueberries and they're gone in like 30 seconds exactly mm-hmm. so yeah freeze them and it lasts so much longer but yeah even adding to pancakes adding to like my muesli yeah it's great if I have anything in my fruit bowl that's like going slightly off I just chop it up and put it into freezer bags so whether it's like a banana an avocado berries and then you can add them to smoothies and it makes it really creamy and delicious that's a really good point I've got some very brown bananas downstairs I'm going to do that to them after. <laughs> just but make sure you chop them up otherwise you end up with a frozen banana a whole one you have to chop it up <laughs> yes good point my biggest tip as well is always that on bagels or bread like you have to slice them before you yes. freeze them and you have to oh, wrap each yes. one individually otherwise yeah there's no yeah there's no recovery from there Tor, any other favorite tips from this feature Yes, Rihanna Lambert also spoke about tinned beans, saying they're like the cheapest and easiest way to eat healthy on a budget. And I so agree. And actually recently I've been, whether it's like a chili con carne or anything with like mints or anything like that, whereas I used to add one tin and now I'd add two tins of beans. So it kind of almost doubles the quantity mm-hmm. and you're eating more plants and a bit less meat. And it's so, a tin of beans on a cardio is like 40p. Yeah, yeah. so cheap. And so, such a good source of protein as well, right? So good. Fibre, protein, B vitamins, mm-hmm. so much in there. Um, I think they're really underrated. Tor, so what are your favourite beans or your go-tos? 
Oh, good question. Chickpeas, obviously, as standard. I also love a cannellini bean and a butter bean. I'd say they're my top three. Lash. Couldn't agree more. Heather, what are your tips for making your food last longer or eating well on a budget? I guess, yeah. Uh, So again, Rhiannon Lambert says have a shopping list, which I know it's obvious, but it does make total sense if you're trying not to waste. I've started, especially now I'm at home more than I was before. I really am sort of plotting what we're going to eat each day. And I don't know, I've turned into my mother, I think. But basically, (laughs) whenever an online shop comes, I'm like, right, when does everything go off? And then sort of have a... Heather, I'm exactly the same. (laughs) But I never used to really do that before. But I'm now like, right, this is like, I know for the next like eight days, exactly what we're having for lunch and dinner Mm. but I do think it's also because I'm not used to like cooking you know sort of 40 meals in a week but I think that's so good and I think that's almost one really good thing that has come out of lockdown I think it will have changed a lot of people's shopping habits like we were so guilty of literally going to the supermarket every single day to top up our shop with like things that we needed or not even that we needed that we just you'd go past supermarket and be like yeah exactly and oh I fancy this tonight I'll just have that whereas now we do a shop once a week and we don't kind of top it up with anything else. So we really have to meticulously plan. I think that yeah. makes you save so much money. Definitely. When you're doing that big online shop, especially at the beginning, it was like, oh, bloody hell, this is expensive. But I think generally, I'm well, especially yeah. when I'm not really going out to restaurants at, at the moment. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. saving and money I think in the you, long run. And I think you buy ingredients that you can use across multiple dishes. Whereas often, yeah. if you're following a recipe, people can be guilty of buying you know, five things and only using them for that one ingredient, then they, a, bit of, a bit of it gets used and the left gets left over. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's much more economical. Yeah, so I think, yeah, the shopping list is so much easier when it's like an online shop, isn't it? Because you can actually have your books in front of you, like, oh, crap, I need this as well. So, yeah, that's good. And then, yeah, batch cooking as well, I think, is just obviously mm. a key thing. I'm with Tor on the freezer. I, never, I didn't have a freezer until I moved, what, three months ago now, whenever it was. So, and it is a amazing just being able to have frozen sweet corn to hand and ice cubes at all times oh my god what did you do about ice cubes we just never used to drink like gin and tonics or anything like that because we couldn't so uh, even now i know it sounds sad but like when we first moved we were like oh my god we can have g and t's and yeah yeah. Yeah. ice Um, creams when it's hot (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so true we buy like lemons limes and grapefruits in bulk and we chop them up into a little kind of segments and then you freeze it on a baking tray and then you take it out and then you put that all in the bag. And so in our Ooh. freezer, we have frozen segmented fruits to add to a drink. Oh my God, yum. Oh, I've got so slimes to use up as well. This is excellent. Yeah. But, you <laughs> so have, many tips. but you have to make sure you freeze them on the baking tray in, in like a flat first. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, they just all stick together in the bag. Let's see. Got it. We we got it to, uh, freeze them on cling film um, or something. Yeah. Funnily enough, we actually went to see some friends this weekend and they had done that exact same thing tour and I was very impressed. That's so clever. I'm going to so do that easy. right now. So and do you easy. still put ice in your G&T yeah. as well? Yeah. Because they melt quite quickly or they, they yeah. soften quite quickly. Exactly. Ooh. Genius. Thanks. I thought that, is it Rukmini Ayer? Is that how you say her name, Tor? That's how I say it. Yeah. Oh, wait, Tor, you must have been so excited that you're... I was thinking that. <laughs> that she contributed <laughs> I know. to you. <laughs> She, my, yeah, I know. Yeah, she is the author of the Roasting Tin books, which, if you're a podcast regular, you will know that Tor is a massive fan of. <laughs> Her uh, recommendation was to buy bulk, which is so is so tempting to yeah. just buy the smaller bags of things because they're cheaper at the time. But actually, financially, it makes so much more sense to buy bigger loads of things, doesn't it? Like oats or whatever it might be. Rock brown rice, I buy in yeah, bulk. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Alrighty. Well, for more tips on how to eat well on a budget, then do have a look at the feature on the site. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One of my favorite features that we write every month is what's new in the supermarket this month. This is a Georgina feature, um, so she's not here to pick out her favorites. But there's a whole variety of interesting things this month. My favorite, guys, how do you think you say this? Limelon? I'm just trying to work that out. <laughs> Which is limelon, because, yeah, I guess the melon bit is key, isn't it? This is a lime melon hybrid. It's a limited edition fruit from M&S, which tastes like a melon, but with a hint of lime. It's described as deliciously refreshing and a zesty bite, which I think is so cool. (laughs) There's also a new egg substitute uh, for vegans. It's called Ogs Eggs Replacement. It's said to be the world's first patented plant-based liquid. Is that (laughs) cassava, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So that looks interesting. If you're vegan, there's also these look fantastic at Waitrose Scrumptious Summer Bites. They have done Eaten Mess Bites, which look delicious. So I want to know, is there anything that you have been adding to your supermarket shop or your online shop of late that is a bit of a find that you are obsessed with right now? I think this is one of the downsides of doing an online shop is that you often don't see these things. Like normally when you go into the supermarket, you know, they've got the new bits at the end of the aisle or you see some new packaging. You're like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll try that. So I'm missing out on that because with a card, I just kind of go to my favourites and just add the same things you, over and over again. A, I, a cardo I, is... I, I like browse I, a cardo for fun. Do me <laughs> too. Me yes. Too. I go on it like Maybe every I'm, day. Yeah. I to adjust my shopping habits then yeah. on a cardo. I don't even use a cardo. Like, I haven't used... I've used a cardo once in lockdown and I still will just browse it for jokes because yeah. there's such an amazing section of things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, like the Brindissa section is heaven. It okay. is. And actually, when you go on your Ocado, there's a tab that says new. So you, I just browse that and see what's yeah. new. And often they're the things that are on offer. And recently there, I discovered, which actually Georgina put in her Fuji list, I think it was last month. It's called Banana Scoops and it's banana ice cream. It's vegan. It's just with me with bananas, I think a bit of date paste and then some cocoa powder. It's like banana sorbet, basically. I've seen it on Instagram, people raving about it. It's really, really nice. And another one I discovered recently is Pippa Nut. I'm obviously the biggest nut butter fan, but they've got a peanut butter that's called super roasted peanut butter Ooh. and it's got a really like rich you have to like peanuts but a really like rich delicious kind of like rounded flavor and it's so good that Ooh, sounds nice. good it's Yum, so delicious good. and instead of like chunky peanut butter it's almost like flaked peanuts it's like a different Ooh. texture like is it like at the very when you get to the very bottom of quite a liquidy thing yeah. and it's quite and it's quite tough you have to kind of really tug salty it out. that bit no yeah. in, in a way it's almost like quite almost runnier but it's almost like little like flaked almonds but peanuts mm, that's that's delicious. it's delicious wow that sounds so good um, i'm gonna jump on your ice cream recommendation and say that the my one thing that i am absolutely obsessed with is little moons mochi balls oh yeah which <laughs> are so delicious i i love mochi if you just want like a kind mm. of if you want something sweet particularly in summer after dinner but not like i'm not really a dessert person like 
in the week I would never have like dessert at home and so they're so good to just keep in the freezer obviously you can just like have one little ball they do all kinds of flavors green tea mochi is my favorite or like a matcha mochi is the best but I've got coconut ones in my freezer at the moment which is so good they're covered in desiccated coconut but there are loads of different flavors they've also just launched some kind of more chocolatey ones there's like a cookie dough flavor I personally like the kind of fresher lighter ones but they are so delicious and just as I say such a good kind of post dinner snack or like afternoon snack I don't think I just that can't unhealthy. get my head around that jelly kind oh, of texture. coating I love oh, it I love them are they, are they on a cardo Charlotte I think they're on a cardo um, you can also buy them in Waitrose I need to try those they sound delicious yeah they are so good Heather are there any new products things that you've been loving recently again uh, you mentioned the Brindisa stuff that's on a cardo but yeah I've been eating a lot of their Pirello Gordel olives that they oh, do oh my god they're the best they're things in the whole world the best things ever and I've been eating them instead of crisp which is great for me I don't think you could get those particular ones you know on an online supermarket until quite recently so definitely recommend those although they're often sold out I think because everyone has discovered them at once and bloody loves them (laughs) but then otherwise yeah I guess down the ice cream route as well has anyone tried those magnum those like ruby chocolate ones that they've brought out you know there's like that newly discovered chocolate about two years ago that ruby chocolate that fought them and Mason's did and it's bright pink oh, oh yeah yes. you can now get Kit Kats covered in it as well but yeah Magnum have bought out some ruby ice creams and it's Ooh. basically it's sort of like raspberry ripple ice cream in the middle with that sort Yum. of pink chocolate on the outside but they're really um, delicious and does Ooh. the chocolate taste like milk chocolate no it's got its own type of flavour I think it's probably a bit more like white chocolate it's quite sweet it's its own flavour it doesn't taste like milk or anything but it's definitely on the sweeter side mm-hmm. that sounds so good it, they're really lovely and also because similarly to what you were saying charlotte they do like magnum minis as well so you feel like you can actually have like a small amount and you're mm-hmm. not kind of you know eating a ginormous thing at the end of the day but mm. no Our i definitely never without a mini magnum yeah i've only just got like i say because i didn't have a freezer i just haven't even really thought about buying Mm -hmm. ice creams but there's a shop over the road so when it was that heat wave whenever that was i was like oh i'm gonna go buy an ice cream then realized that actually i could just buy them online for a lot cheaper and have them Mm -hmm. in the freezer and keep them in stock yeah yeah, i was out of uh, out of habit with that but no those uh ruby magnums are delicious I know Georgie um, always serves mini magnums for dessert when she has people over, which I think yeah, is so good. Idea. Like, people yeah. would, I would way rather have a mini magnum than some like fancy dessert. So yeah, yeah so it's a good no, entertaining hack as well. Mm-hmm. Talking about mini ice creams, the other day uh, when it was my birthday, we had some friends over, some family, social distance, of course, and I wanted to get exactly that, Charlotte, some mini mini ice creams for pudding, and I got like a bit of a selection. But one of them was a you know a Freddo, like a Freddo bar. Yeah. Yes. And it was do a, Freddo a, do ice cream. It was a Freddo sandwich. Ooh, hello. Oh yeah, we know about this. Polly, <laughs> Polly sent me and Lou this the other day. This has been big chat in the fashion WhatsApp group. They are delicious. delicious. They are so good, so good. I yeah, love an, an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, me, me too. too. If you really love them in London, you can get it on Deliveroo. Happy Endings do the best oh, ones. Kinky. Wow. They originally started making it for loads of restaurants, but they now kind of do it off their own steam and they have like a malted one that's just honestly Mm. uh, happy endings dodgy name brilliant product where are they based where are they Um, they're east london but you can i've seen that you can order it i did an ice cream delivery piece a few weeks ago and they're one of the ones where you can you can order them and i suggest you do because they're honestly so good i'm gonna do that that sounds i used to love vanilla malt shake from ed's diner Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you remember? Like, it's yeah, I know. It's Sina. Yeah, yeah. There's one. Bar, there's one in Soho. Do you remember that? That just used to be the coolest place to hang out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah used to love their vanilla milkshake. So that mm. sounds really good, Heather. Honestly, please try one, everybody. That They're delicious. delicious. Okay, well, for more of what's new in the supermarkets at this month, then do have a look at the feature on the site. Let's talk a bit about interiors now. It's kind of a tenuous link because we wrote a feature on the best interiors brands to know on Etsy. Um, I highly recommend having a look at this feature because it's filled with so many gorgeous brands, lovely artwork, linen, napkins, kind of everything that you could want for your home. So do have a look at that. But what I want to know today is interiors finds that you guys have had obviously we've said many times that we're thinking a lot more about interiors now do you know what this is really just an excuse because i want heather to talk to everybody about her ceiling and because <laughs> heather as we know from from zoom meetings over the last week heather has been plowing away at her flat painting and heather it looks so good Oh, thank you very much. It's very bold and it's probably not for everybody. But yeah, our living room is a sort of, it changes in the different light. At nighttime, it's like a very, very dark foresty green. But then in the day when the sun hits, it's quite, I think it's quite bright. But anyway. It's like a bottle green, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, but I really like it. But then I think I've spoken about him before on the podcast. But yeah, we got all our paint from a guy in Lewis and mm-hmm. he's got a paint shop called Colour Makes People Happy. And What a cool name. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah, he used to have a shop or like a stand in Liberty and he he knows his shit basically, but he's just decided to move to Lewis and kind of have his own paint shop. I think I really like him because he just likes sort of breaking the rules. (laughs) But we went in and I already had this idea. I wanted maybe a pink ceiling with the green walls and he just kind of fully went on board with it. And yeah, we've ended up with, so yeah, these sort of dark green walls and then a very sort of it's called dirty pink, but it's kind of like, you know, bright prawn colour ceiling. <laughs> How does it work with your light? Because surely when you have a light on it, that changes the sort of the surroundings of it. Does that adjust it, the, like, the colour of it at all? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, like with the, the dark ring walls as well, it kind of depending on what time of day it is or whether I've got lamps on or the main light, it kind of looks different yeah. in different lights. But yeah, at its boldest, it's a very sort of very vibrant prawn colour, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Currently prawn. It's taken a while to get there because because our flat's a sort of old Victorian building or inside an old Victorian building. Obviously, none of the ceilings are levels. So we, it did take about three weekends to actually get the pink to line up exactly with the green because it wasn't just a case of using frog tape. Like we did that and then realised that, you know, everything was sloping. Yeah, but anyway, it took honestly about a month and it's still not quite finished because there's a few little bits we've got to touch up, but it's getting there. Living room. How are you going to? I I don't know if you've got your furniture for that room yet, but what are you going to do in terms of colours and style for for the furniture in that space? So, luckily, me and my uh, boyfriend are both kind of on the same vein when it comes to furniture and stuff, which you never quite know until you have moved in with someone whether things are actually going to align. But we both really like that sort of mid century, modern, and sort of 70s look, but also sort of ultra modern stuff so at the moment in the living room we've managed to get a danish sofa from the 60s made by sven skipper which we really wanted it's sort of a second hand one and we managed to get hold of one of those a few weeks ago so that's a sort of tan color which initially i wasn't that keen on because i think it is very sort of masculine but 
I feel like I've been making all the design decisions. And you've got a good ceiling. ceiling so. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, you're, yes, you can pick which sofa we have. Uh, but it actually, the tan balances mm. it all out. So we've, we've also got a sort of a 70s or 60s sort of sideboard as well that we got at a second-hand shop around the corner for a really good price. I love that. We had a sneak peek on that on the Zoom. Oh, day. yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, mm. honestly, we've looked, we found them online and you can get them for like 700, 800 quid and ours was 150. So I'm like, I'm definitely wow. going to that second-hand wow. shop again. Mm. <laughs> I feel like Bryce is a great spot for good second-hand furniture stores, right? Yeah, we're, we're lucky. There's plenty. Although, yeah, I haven't actually been physically in any of them apart from that one because we actually bought that before we moved because it was so a good price i was like right we're having just that. get it mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah those are both sort of like teak sort of so yeah brown which kind of brings it all together but then the other things that we haven't had delivered yet are from a brand called cartel it's italian i think and it's all made out of perspex so then we're gonna have cool sort of perspex dining table and chairs which have got color in as well and cool. a sort of coffee table because also it's not the hugest room so we thought if we get the see-through stuff it'll hopefully make the room look bigger so yeah, yeah they're yeah. coming at some stage like with everything you tend to buy these days when it's sort of made to order it usually takes what eight to ten weeks to arrive but because of what's going on at the moment it's more like you know 12 weeks or so so yeah we have ordered some stuff but i know it's probably not going to show up till september october yeah Never that's mind. the worst thing about furniture <laughs> deliveries is often it is sort of a number of months rather than yeah. days that mm-hmm. it takes to get to you and then add a pandemic and that's not going to make it exactly <laughs> which is another good reason why we wanted a, a vintage sofa because it was it was already there <laughs> yeah exactly cool. exactly so you nice. could do with like a snazzy lampshade as well or something couldn't you yeah exactly and we've got a cool rug on the way that again god knows when that's going to show up but we've managed to find it it's sort of an element of it is weirdly the same color as the ceiling so hopefully it'll bring cool. it all together is there anyone Heather you're going to for inspiration or you know on Instagram accounts or anything like I feel like you've got a really unique style and I can't Not- see that you know there's a lot of kind of different styles out there in, in the interior as well and I feel like yours is quite unique I think yeah I, I haven't really no <laughs> I think it's just my brain basically that's why it looks a bit a bit random but love that yeah no I, I have like obviously started following lots of interior accounts but that's more like looking at lovely beautiful sort of white gorgeous bright rooms but then that's not what I've gone for at all but I still get pleasure from looking at these really beautiful white neutral spaces but I think it's just because it's my first place of my own so I'm just going a bit Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen with it all <laughs> <laughs> when I move again and I might just paint it all white then and be a bit more grown up about it all. With interiors, like, you always need like eight houses, don't you? Because you could do like yeah. your lovely country farmy design and then your super yeah. modern. Yeah. Like, you've got to pick one lane, haven't you? And stick to yeah. it with your, with your house. Exactly. So, so true. You've just got to pick the one that feels the most you. Lou, Tor, any interiors additions for you guys, small or big? So my fiance is really into interiors and for his birthday, he's really into ceramics. And I got him a black vase from a brand called Menu. And Menu and Artillerette are two sort of mid-century Heather and sort of, I guess, minimal interiors. Um, It's kind of very Scandinavian inspired, but modern. Then they're really, really good for kind of those little pieces that you can add to the home. And yeah, it's a really interesting shape. And I really like black ceramics. I think they can really add a lot of interest, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, how to build your bookshelves placing you know, ceramics as kind of a piece within a shelf always I think looks so cool so yeah really happy with those we've got some amazing huge big white 
hydrangeas mm. last week to fill, which looks so cool in that vase, although they died really quickly, which is oh, yeah. very frustrating, oh. I know. Mm. But yeah, vases has kind of been nothing, and, and we are looking at doing some panelling in our hallway at the moment. Mm. So yeah, very much interiors on the brain right now. Exciting. Mm. Tor? So yeah, so I think for the moment, I'm kind of watching the pennies a bit, so I'm not really spending too much on house stuff. Um, we're also looking to move, so kind of saving everything we can at the moment. But I'm really, really, really obsessed with the new range Sky McAlpine has done with Anthropology. Yes, yes. it's so lovely. It's Gorgeous. so beautiful. And mm. I think at the moment, all I want to do is like big salads and bowls and bowls of yummy things. And I just love all those pretty bowls and blues and speckled colours. I love all that. Mm. So they're, they're on my wish list. And also quite random, but I really want to get some linen coasters for my drinks. Mm. Nice. Like kind of oh, pretty you, they, there were some really drink. nice ones in that Etsy feature tour, but I'm also obsessed with scallop yeah. like placemats, but they are mm. just so expensive. Yeah, you know what? We, yeah. ha- we have some on our wedding list and all that kind of scallop. Oh, God, um, of course. Yeah, you've got to wait even longer for all that lovely yeah. stuff. I know. I mean, first world problems, do, I know. Do worry, because ours, ours is currently being delivered to the house that we end up, ended up losing. So. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, like obviously we can change that. But yeah, we ordered it all when we thought we did our whole oh, wedding list oh, and we shoot. Thought, um, thought we were moving house so yeah we should probably tell them not to send it to that address <laughs> yeah you probably um, should or, or someone, I, someone's yeah, gonna end up with it I feel like that about linen bedding as well like I really oh, yeah. would love some linen bedding but it's just so expensive mm. like but it's fine you know you might see a price and it's like oh I don't know 79 pounds but that's like for one bit and then you yeah, have to yeah. get you know I like I like quite a lot of cushions like quite yeah. a lot of pillows so it adds up so yeah. expensive we got our a, a linen duvet last summer from M&S and it was I think they it was when they had like a twenty percent offer on. So we we only actually got the duvet cover and two pillows and I wish we got more at the time. Mm. It was more affordable than we thought it was gonna be, but yeah, linen can same with like a linen tablecloth we wanted to get yeah. on phrases and got one from John Lewis in the end and it was a kind of a cotton linen mix which made it a little bit more affordable. But mm. yeah, they they can yeah stack up like on that etsy feature that there are those pink ruffled linen i mean oh, not that would ever ever let me have those in anyway but they um yeah i would just love that but that's like 300 yeah. quid for a set of sheets so mm-hmm. pretty spenny for my birthday i got some linen pajamas from piglet they are so nice to sleep in and they've washed so nicely as well that's, that's just, important yeah. to know linen is definitely one of those fabrics that gets better the more that you wash it and wear it like our sheets last summer were really crunchy and hard and now they're perfect and Soft, same with yeah. the linen but Piglet do bed sheets as well Tor I know I know I'm not sure I'm ready for linen sheets I quite like the. I quite like my kind of my plain cotton okay. oh my god I don't know if you, any of you guys follow Fiona Leahy on Instagram but she's an events designer almost so she kind of like tablescapes are like her bag and she did a little Instagram stories of her napkin collection Lou did you, did you see this the other day no I didn't see oh my god she has I'm not joking. It's it's like a dressing room for napkins, wow. like like thousands, and she's got them all so beautifully stacked up, like in their colours wow. and in their sections. I used to so always love good. going to the Conrad store, and they had a wall of napkins. Yeah, they and these do. amazing linen ones with like different coloured piping around the edge. Oh, nice! And oh, I just I remember just saying to her, it's like one day like, I'll know I've made it when <laughs> I can have a set of like Conrad linen napkins. <laughs> no, the dream. They are there's really affordable versions on H and M Home and Zara Home, so you can get that linen 
look for less at home. Uh, Charlotte, what's on your interiors wish list or what have you bought recently? Well, a bit like tour. I mean, our flat is very much on the market. We're desperate to say if anyone wants to come and buy my flat, please do. Um, oh, buy mine. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> two lovely options on different sides of London. So yeah, it's really hard actually having to restrain myself. I've obviously never wanted to buy stuff for the house more because we're spending so much time in it, but I'm trying really hard to just wait. But it was our first wedding anniversary a month or so ago. And I really ummed and for a really long time about what to get Ben. And I really wanted to get something that was like not a kind of a gift. It sounds awful to say not a gift for him, but I wanted something that was like for us that we would kind of always look back on and be like, oh, we got that on our first wedding anniversary. And obviously first is paper. So I got him a painting by Venetia Berry, who's an artist who I love. And I don't think Ben knows this, but her style is all like the female form. So it's like deconstructed versions of women's bodies, but like it's quite subtly hidden in some of her paintings. So I don't think Ben has yet to realise that there's like quite a lot of boobs and vagus in this painting that I bought him. But it's like this really beautiful kind of blues and yellows. And I'm trying really hard to like where we can afford it to buy art. I really want that like when we move, I'm not into kind of, I just feel like it's like the grown up next step is to kind of ditch the framed posters and that kind of thing and I really want every piece that we have in the house to be even if it's from like you know really affordable artists to feel kind of unique and something that we've chosen that we love and that isn't just something we've kind of bought off the internet if that makes sense so she's an artist I love and so we will get that framed at some point but yeah apart from that I'm trying to save myself hopefully there'll be another new house on the horizon soon and we can talk all about interiors with lots more walls to fill exactly let's end by talking a bit of fashion Lou and I regularly do a feature which is a bit of a uh, a hack of a feature for us where we we take our kind of various whatsapp email and chat conversations where we share the things that we're loving um, at the moment and we uh, put it all together into a feature which ends up being a quite nice eclectic mix of the things that we are uh, personally adding to our wish list right now and Lou there are some seriously good summer goodies this time aren't there so pretty actually when and um, after we'd done this, Charlotte sent me a message saying, our edit is so pretty. It um, really is. <laughs> I feel like the some of the shops are kind of, normally this time of year, I would actually be really excited about autumn winter product coming in. I'd be so sick of summer. But actually now I'm really loving all these kind of beautiful, pretty dresses that are coming about. And there's so many nice blouses and I still feel like my head is very much still in summer outfits. I'm with you on the autumn thing, but that normally kicks in for me like late August. At at this point, I'm still quite in the kind of summer headspace. But I also think that's probably because we've just like, summer just crept up, obviously. Yeah. So unexpectedly on us. If you had to pick one thing from this list that you are lusting after, what would it be? It has to be the C blouse and shirt set. C is just the most gorgeous brand. I know Anna Bromlow is a really big fan of a lot of their blouses, but if you like a sort of a pretty blouse with a bit of interest and difference that's a little bit more exciting than your average Zara version, then C is a really great option. And they've got this really exaggerated Peter Pan collar with sort of broadery on there and then some matching white shorts, which have got like a ruffle frill all around the bottom and kind of look like one of the napkins we're all lusting after. Um, (laughs) And it's just absolute perfection. Also, the shorts come in denim. And yeah, I just, I could live in that all year round, basically. I love it. What about Um, you, Charlotte? It's not so much a piece, but my 
Patricia Sainz, who is an influencer, who uploaded a photo of herself in this white ribbed maxi dress. We've seen a lot of pregnant women looking awesome in like super tight ribbed dresses this summer. That yeah. when Katie Impey, um, who is Mum Lifestyled, did a shoot for us. Like it was quite early on in lockdown, maybe like mid April. She did the same. She got a gorgeous little bump and she wrapped it in this super tight dress and it looked incredible. And actually, Lucy Barlow, the interior designer, when she came on the show two weeks ago, was wearing that same dress, having drawn inspo from Katie often you can look a bit bigger if you've got a big bump um, and you're kind of swathing it in in really floaty fabrics so um, these clever ladies who are taking this this ruching trend and making it work over their bump is just it just looks so amazing and yeah I mean that image is like God, that's what you want to look like with a hundred percent seven month bump or whatever. Everything about that, so cool. She looks amazing, doesn't she? Tor, Heather, anything on your fashion wish lists right now? I really love this feature, uh, and it gave me lots of ideas. I love this same as you, Lou. That C shorts and blouse combo is amazing. But I was also naturally drawn to Frilly Boo, <laughs> that sort of dress company just looked like they had some amazing stuff but best of all were yeah those marnie fluffy oh my sandals. god the marnie shoes <laughs> i know they were amazing lou sent them to me saying have you seen them i was like obviously <laughs> i've seen these they're incredible oh. they're like the really furry birkenstock for yeah. uh, for listeners um, I, so I highly good. recommend giving them a search they're incredible aren't they I love we haven't i, I don't know we've talked about the fact that at the beginning of lockdown you very nearly well you actually did purchase the furry birkenstocks and then cancelled your order i did i cancelled my order which i've never done before i got so excited and i st- you know when you spend like a week obsessing over something and i stalked them and i like made sure i got a notification and then one day i saw they were back in stock and i was like yes so i did it and then for like an hour afterwards i was like how am i gonna wear those and they just really don't feel very me like i got excited and carried away because they were fluffy but fundamentally <laughs> birkenstocks i'm just not who i am and yeah. i'm glad i came to my senses before they arrived and i had to send them back because yeah they're just not me i they're think i was not. on a call with georgie and i had these messages from charlotte saying urgent <laughs> urgent call me back i have to talk to her something i was like oh my god something's happened she was like the bird. I just didn't know what colour to go for (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what colour to go for was it black was it brown anyway I ordered black I cancelled it an hour later but something a bit more kind of out there with that mega fluff like the Marnie style is right up my street I would love it like that unfortunately Amazing. they're very much out of my budget they're delicious <laughs> I, I think at whatever they are 700 and something pounds yeah being furry sandals they're probably out of most people's budget yeah yeah <laughs> right i think we will leave it there if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at sherlux.com we love hearing from you don't forget also to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 